Are you ready to do something about your great idea? Do you need help and encouragement to get those words off the computer screen and into the hands of an eager reader? What about podcasting? Do you have something you want to share? Well, I can help. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and I'm an author, a publisher, a podcaster, and a serial entrepreneur. And best of all, I'm your host on the Writing and Podcasting Advice Show. Visit writingandpodcastingadvice.com for more information and come on in. Let's get started. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of writingandpodcastingadvice.com. This is episode number six. And today I'm going to talk about podcasting tools. You can find more information on writingandpodcastingadvice.com. Uh, uh, there you can find all of the show notes. I'm going to be talking about quite a few different things. And um, so if you're listening away from home, uh, it will just be easier for you to go grab this list from the website. Well, I want to thank our sponsor, and that is Media Angels Publishing. Uh, we've got some books, Writing and Publishing, or Business Tips and Taxes for Writers, uh, that you may be interested in. And you can find uh, those books, as well as all of the other uh, Media Angels and uh, books that I've written, uh, Fully Skirwitz, on Amazon. Um, if you're interested in our membership site, um, you may want to take a look at that as well. And you can uh, visit MediaAngels.com, and you'll find more information there. Well, you might think that podcasting tools means microphones or soundboards or what the best computer program is. And I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the microphones and the computer programs, not the soundboards, because I don't use those. Um, but I'm going to share with you ways to create a quality product as well as those things that I consider important tools that you need to have on hand before um, you create a podcast that really will make a significant difference. So in this episode, we're going to talk about some tools of the trade and some things that I use in preparing for a new podcast. So uh, today I'm going to share with you the first thing, and that is what I call my ideas notebook. Um, it tends to be notes on my phone or it can be um, on a calendar. So what I like to do is take out my calendar and create ideas for upcoming podcasts. And I usually group them. Um, that's why on this episode, well, on this podcast, writing and podcast advice.com. I did some introduction podcasts when I first got started. Obviously, with podcast number six, I'm still, um, you know, this is a fairly new podcast. Um, but I also um, wanted to podcast in blocks. So once I'm completed with this podcasting block on how to podcast, and the reason I bumped writing, which is first in my the name of my you know show. Um, off is because the questions I was getting were about podcasting. And um, because I have a podcast network, this one, Ultimate Christian Podcast Network, as well as the other one, our sister network, Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, um, a lot of times I will talk to podcasters who are considering hosting on my network. Uh, so not everyone who I speak to decides they want to do it or I'll decide it's not a good fit, especially if they have something similar to what maybe another one of my podcasters already has a show. So we're pretty, um, you know, specific about, you know, some of our, our, our goals and focus. But either way, I will use the calendar as a block of 
um, you know, of ideas that I want for my podcast. So whether you are, you know, a pen and paper person, or you like to use something like Evernote, uh, that is online software, or your iPhone or your Android phone, whatever that is, um, have a place where you put your ideas, because that's going to be coming in handy on my other podcast uh, network on Vintage Homeschool Moms. I'm on podcasts, uh, something like, you know, 220. And so over there, um, I have to look and see, did I already talk about this, you know, before I uh, launch into another set of podcasts that I'm going to be doing uh, to make sure I haven't repeated myself. And oftentimes, even if I have the same topic, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, than what I previously shared, you know, live and learn, right? So anyway, the first I, the first thing is whether it's a, uh, you know, a technical uh, or techie device like Evernote where you're going to put your ideas or um, your notes on your phone that syncs with your computer, um, whatever that is, you know, have an ideas notebook because that is invaluable. The second thing I do is I kind of script out what I'm going to do. I don't use a software for that. Some people do. Um, I just use something like a, a word processing and that really helps. So what I do is I make sure that I put information um, that I'm going to be sharing with you on the air that are pro- probably is not going to go in my show notes. And then I will also you know, list out my show notes so that I can use that. And most of the time, like this one, it has bullet points. And so what you'll see on the show notes on the podcast are not necessarily um, a complete, you know, play by play or, you know, every single word that I'm saying is on there. Um, very helpful to people when they're away from the, um, you know, from home or you know, don't have pen and paper handy if they want to jot something down to be able to uh, go back and find that. But the script for me, um, some of the script does come, it goes into my show notes. Um, but for me, it really helps keep me on track because as you can see, um, I tend to go off on tangents. So it really keeps me tethered to a central theme, what I'm talking about and the focus. The other um, very important thing, number three, is to have a place where you podcast. So uh, recently, a friend um, was sharing that she records songs. So she was um, in a pinch and recorded a song in her bathroom because of the amazing acoustics in that small space. Now, I would not recommend that as a podcaster because you're going to get all kind of reverb coming back. Um, I have used online software where um, I'm hearing myself twice, and I had to hang up and call again because that was driving me nuts. Hearing myself once is bad enough. And if you're a new podcaster and you hear your voice, you're going, oh my gosh, I can't stand the way I sound. I think because I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts now that I am used to the way I sound. It does happen, people. Um, so it's not quite so, you know, uh, grating on the nerves. And uh, and so I can, you know, very easily go through and edit if I need to. But um, you want a place when you're podcasting that isn't going to let the sound bounce. So you want to be someplace that's carpeted or that has uh, wall hangings that can absorb the sound and... Um, it's really funny when I look at things and it goes, yeah, really cheap padding is um, blankets and and things like that. A friend of mine here in town has a studio where people can go and record. And when I went to see the studio, um, and he gets 
pretty good money for having people come in and record. But on the walls, they put that um, it's it's like foam that has been torn up, and they just pack that on the walls, and they'll just put this um, you know sheer covering on it. So I mean, it's not even a super fancy studio, um, but it it does its purpose and it has its purpose and people will go in and record music or they'll record um, podcasts and things like that. And so you can look to see if there's a recording studio in your town, you will be surprised. Um, I was surprised at how many we have in my town and it's not very big Um, as well as, as um, having that space. Like for me, I am, um, in what used to be my daughter's bedroom and it has carpeting and a lot of stuff um, on the shelves and on the walls. So that absorbs the sound. Uh, plus I have a great microphone I'm going to be sharing with you in just a minute. The fourth is a, a tool. You wouldn't think of this as a tool, but is software that you can use to interview people. So I like Instant Teleseminar, and I'm going to have a disclosure here, an affiliate link on my website, but I love that software uh, because I can use my telephone. I can interview. I have been at the beach before. Um, I'm blessed to be living near the beach um, with my kids when uh, I had someone I needed to interview and my daughter was there who's an older daughter. And um, we had planned to go to the beach that day and I had to do this interview. So I was able to go sit in my car with the air conditioning on and a very good cell phone that that was not picking up all of the outside noise and do the interview on my phone. So I could go into this um, instant teleseminar on my telephone. I could click the record button. Um, I could pretty much do everything. I did it before where I was virtual and I brought an iPad um, and so I was able to get into Instant Teleseminar on my iPad and, you know, run all the controls from that and then call in um, and, and be able to chat with my guests there. So it's wonderful for that. It's wonderful. I use it while I'm home um, as well. And you can interview one person or you can have multiple people on the line at one time. Uh, you can do things like play your intro or outro. Um, you can play your commercials. You can you know, say, we're going to just take a quick commercial break. And then you click uh, the commercials and it will just play it into your, um, your audio. It's wonderful because it allows for you to do a lot more. Um, and your finished product um, is downloadable on your computer, and then you can put it on your website wherever your audios uh, reside. It's awesome. Uh, The downside is the audio sounds like a phone call, so it's a little bit cool. It kind of sounds like, you know, a phone call, Um, but it's not as rich as as the sound from a really good mic and a good computer. Another alternative, and I, I don't use this per se, but I have been interviewed by people that use Skype. Uh, Some people prefer this. This is their method of choice because they can do two things. Number one, they can actually record uh, the audio and the video and use it on YouTube if they want, or they can just take that audio track and record it. So you're going to have to be a little bit more computer savvy. You're going to have to be able to combine the tracks with an audio editor, which I'm going to share with you uh, the software I use for that. Um, But like I said, I have been interviewed on Skype many times and it works really well. 
you know, so um, that could be something that you want to use for interviews. And it's free on your computer, which I think is one of the reasons people like it. Number five is you can actually record on your phone. Now, I would never have said this, you know, years and years ago, but the software is so much better. Recently, one of my podcasters sent me an audio that she recorded on her iPhone, and I was shocked at the great quality of the audio. Um, She doesn't even have the most recent iPhone either, and it worked great. So look for recording apps um, on your app store if you have a smartphone, and you might be surprised at the quality and results. Uh, Like I said, we've come a long way uh, with the improvement of software. So we're going to take a really quick commercial break, and when we come back, I'm going to share with you some of my favorite microphones. We'll be right back. Becoming a published author is within your grasp. Do you know what you have in common with best-selling authors? Possibly more than you know. Are you passionate about your writing? Do you have an idea that may be the next bestseller? Do you have a story that must be told? Or do you aspire to share your experience or knowledge with others? Don't wait for tomorrow. Discover today how to turn your ideas into a published book. Learn insider tips from me, Felice Gerwitz. My book, Writing and Publishing, is the first book in the Information in a Nutshell series, and this small book will give you the tools you need to get started fast. I founded Media Angels Publishing, a company with a Christian focus since 1994, and I've been helping many others to realize their dreams of writing and publishing. To get in touch with me, contact me at felice at mediaangels.com or buy my book on Amazon or mediaangels.com. If you have a desire to see your work in print, don't wait. Hey everyone and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz and today I'm talking to you about podcasting tools. Uh, This is episode number six and you can find the show notes at writingandpodcastingadvice.com. There you'll find a list of all the things that I talked about today. Well, number six is recording microphones. Two of my personal favorites are simply USB plug-in microphones. The first is one that I've had for many, many, many years, and it is the Samsung C01U Studio Condenser Mic. Again, um, I'll have links on the website, and I am not an Amazon affiliate at this point, so I'll have links to where you can find it, so um, you can just get that you know, yourself. Um, And so uh, that is something um, that I've used. Now, let me tell you about uh, the condenser microphone. I use this with a cover to prevent what they call pee popping. Um, It's the popping that you typically hear when you're saying the word pee. Now, on the microphone I'm currently using, I have this as well. So it covers um, the microphone head. And this mic is awesome for interviews or presentations, but... It will pick up the sounds across the room, uh, so you'll get audience background noise, laughter, clapping, and so forth. The second is the Audio-Technica ATR2100, and it's also a USB mic. And you have to kind of hold this microphone close to your mouth. I have a boom for this microphone I'm using now, and also a stand. Um, But for me, I, I tend to hold the microphone anyway. Um, so I'm holding it for the best quality to get it the closest because this will not pick up other sounds, which for me is awesome. 
Because as I record from my home, uh, somebody might actually walk in the door or somebody may uh, decide to mow the lawn. You never know. And even though I tell you know my wonderful family that I'm going to be recording, uh, sometimes they don't get the memo. So it's wonderful because it does not pick out anything but just um, it's a directional mic, so it just gets me. Uh, so I, I love it. And I'm also using uh, recording software on... Uh, GarageBand for my audios. Um, so, and I do have a, a PC that I use as well. Uh, and um, I was a very, my, my children like Apple products and I was a very late uh, bloomer, if you will, with the Apple products. But um, I found that the quality of GarageBand when I tried it, because my PC was in the shop, uh, was phenomenal. And I have not gone back to recording on my other uh, computer. Number seven is recording software. There are so many options. I'm not sure where to start, but you can start with the online op- options like Instant Teleseminar. And um, you have to pay a fee for that monthly, but it is really wonderful. I can't recommend it enough. However, if you want to record on your computer, there's two free softwares I'm going to share with you, and these cannot be beat. Uh, the first is Audacity, and that is um, something that is wonderful and you can use. Um, it is... Uh, You have to do a couple of little things to it to get it to save to MP3. Um, But otherwise, um, and it's very uh, intuitive when you go to save something to MP3, it will tell you what you need to do. Um, But you can get that for PCs and it works great. The second is GarageBand and it's standard on Macs. And like I said, I have both PC and Macs and the Mac quality for me is a lot richer. So I tend to use uh, the Mac and I just save it to MP3. And, the, and you just plug in your microphone and click record and go. Uh, super, super easy. So, um, you know, there's a lot of step-by-steps out there, a lot of YouTube videos uh, for, for this kind of thing. So you can go um, watch those as well. Another tool you're going to need is some kind of graphic uh, software, uh, something that you can do and, and do some image editing. So... You um, need an album cover, and we recommend our podcasters use um, graphics for every one of their podcasts because we used to use our album cover when we used to put our podcasts out there on social media, and we found like, whoa, nobody's sharing this great title of my podcast, and we found it was because they thought it was the same thing because we were using the same cover. Um, So for iTunes, the standard at this time is 1600 by 1600 DPI or 2400 by 2400. And when we first started podcasting, the dimensions were 1400 by 1400. And this is something, um, you know, we keep track of with our podcasters on this network and others that I run. We just make sure um, that we have up-to-date information because um, otherwise it's not going to be accepted um, when you try to... Um, send your information to to iTunes. Um, So for image editing, you can use Canva or PicMonkey or um, Photoshop or, you know, any of the Adobe tools or Microsoft tools. And I have yearly subscriptions. Uh, Again, if you're starting bare bones and you're a new podcaster, you may not have a lot of money to put into it. So use the free options. Um, But I like to be able to, you know, use um, something that I'm really familiar with. And so um, one of the things I'm going to share with you is that um, copyright-free information is very important. But those are some online imaging, um, editing uh, things that you can use or you can uh, get the software um, for your computer. 
Another is another tool is uh, number nine here, and that is ID3 tagging. Each audio must be tagged, and it's similar to adding a byline to a document so that you can add your copyright information and also a website link. And I use ID3 tagger software, but there's many out there that you can use. Again, these are all um, things that we do for our podcasters, and so it's part of our service. Um, if you podcast with us, so we take care of this. Uh, number 10 is adding or submitting your podcast to iTunes. Like one way to do this is um, going to be um, depending on where your storage is. So are you storing your audio on your own website ser- or server? Um, if you are, then you're going to just get that feed from your WordPress and um, you know and send that to iTunes, submit it. And they're going to ask for a bunch of stuff when you're submitting it and just follow the instructions and you can do that. Or are you going to use a storage company like um, Amazon S3 or Libsyn or Blueberry? And so if you do use one of those companies, then it's going to be easier to get your submissions to different places like iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and TuneIn and so forth. And, you know, it's important that it's done correctly, that your feed is submitted correctly. And again, um, I don't want to get too technical here, um, but we, again, handle all this for podcasters. At one point, I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of audios on my server, and I had to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger servers. And I finally decided I needed to quit being such a control freak because, you know, I, podcasting is still relatively new. I mean, it's been out there a while, but... I'll still talk to people who say, what is a podcast and who listens to these things? And I'll say, I don't know, but I have, you know, thousands of listeners now. So it really is something um, that while people, you know, it's been out there, some of these services are really new to the game. And so Libsyn was always the industry standard and Blueberry came along and they do hosting. So a shout out for Blueberry, who has been wonderful with us has done a lot of troubleshooting for us. And not only do we use Blueberry for our stats, but we also host with them. Um, it's not, I'm going to tell you, it's, you know, they have different services that start out very inexpensively and go on up. And because I own uh, two networks, um, it's, you know, going to be a little bit more pricey, but um, they have been unbelievably helpful to us. And number 11 is graphics. Now, I talked to you about an image um, editing thing um, online. And if you use their editing services, uh, sometimes they'll give you rights to these graphics. But I always use uh, copyright-free graphics. Some of them you can find free. Uh, There's some open source stuff out there. Um, But I use uh, two. My favorites are Deposit Photo, and I have another one. Uh, that's named escapes me because I did not write it in, on my notes. So I'm going to have to go to the show notes page to get that. Um, it's a little bit less expensive than deposit photo um, because you can sit there and as many um, you know downloads as you can possibly do in that year, you'll definitely get your money's worth. Um, but I found that um, Having both has been really a blessing for me to be able to have both of them. And then one of them, uh, Deposit Photo, we usually put um, the copyright information within the podcast notes so that you know where we got it. And, you know, we also have it on our FAQ page, you know, where the majority of our 
our photos come from. Uh, so that just gives you an idea. And then also um, under uh, number 12 is going to be audios. You need copyright-free audios. I know people will say, well, there's fair use. You know, you can just play like, you know, 20 seconds or 15 seconds of a of a song. And you can... Again, you have to look at what that um, what that copyright is for that song, but why take the chance? So we use audio blocks, um, and that is has been something that I really like. Some of the other podcasters use different things, but again, I'm going to be recommending to you mostly what I use and what um, I have found has been quality. Um, you know, product for me. So, um, you know, just throw that out there. And then, um, you know, emails. So now you've got your, um, you know, your, your podcast is out there. You're telling people, hey, go download my podcast on my website. You know, like I, I'll say that to you. You know, you can listen on the website. You can listen on your iPhone, you know, however you want to listen. Uh, so go to writingandpodcastingadvice.com. And, you know, that's one way that you can do it. And so, um, you know, or go to iTunes, whatever. So how are you going to get the information out there to a larger group? And one of the ways is through email. So some people use MailChimp. And I found a lot of people use it because it's very easily integrated into WordPress. And WordPress now um, has been better about getting more and more different um, types of emails into um, integration. And another uh, one that I personally use is Active Campaign. Um, I have used Constant Contact in the past and some of the other bigger ones. Um, and I found for me, uh, Active Campaign has worked out really well for us for several reasons. And one of them is if we do, let's say we're going to do a product launch and we're giving something away, or we will have eventually when this network is a year old, because it's not yet, but when it is, we are going to have a big launch of the network. And so um, on my other network, I call it a birthday celebration. So we'll have, uh, we're at the, it's four year birthday is coming up. So let's say we're going to do a big giveaway and we'll have people opt in and give us their email address. Well, with Active Campaign, one of the really nice things is they have integration so that um, I can immediately send those opt-ins to my Active Campaign and they're immediately put into the email list as people are signing up for whatever this gift is. Uh, one thing I will tell you, this is a segue, if you ever sign up for a freebie or a prize and you immediately unsubscribe, which happens a lot, um, we will look to see if you did subscribe to the email and if you didn't, it's like an automatic, um, you know, you're not you're not eligible for the prize. So some, sometimes um, it works that way, sometimes it doesn't, you'll have to look. And again, there's a lot of things that we have to go through. I haven't had a giveaway in a long time, so that may have actually changed and I probably shouldn't have thrown that out there. I'd have to check and see what the disclosures are on that. But that is one way to be in contact with your um, listeners and also uh, having an email um, list helps you to contact people. Uh, so it's another thing that you can say, you know, go to the website at Ultimate Christian Podcast Network and opt in for our email and you will receive a free download, which is exactly what we really do have out there. Um, but that helps because Act, um, Active Campaign is the one that we set up an autoresponder. And so I don't have to be there and say, oh, I got someone sign up for my email. I need to go send them something. It does it automatically. And the, again, the prices start out very reasonably when you are starting out. 
So another thing I have are some software, um, uh, subscriber software that I'm going to put out there, um, how to publish podcasts using WordPress and more free podcast tools. I have those links on podcast number six with podcasting tools. So I hope that's been really helpful to you. I know when I listen to a podcast on tools and they start talking about soundboards and microphones and things like that, uh, which I might do down the road. Um, I felt like um, this is such a new podcast that I wanted to give you the tools that I use every time I create a podcast. So hopefully these have been helpful for you. Take care, everyone. God bless. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Writing and Podcasting Advice Show. You may contact me via email at felice at mediaangels.com or via social media. Let me know how I can help you launch your career.